Oh, here we go. Here we go. Let's make a deal. Yeah, let's make a deal. Let's let's make a deal. You know, let's let's make a deal. We gonna keep it real. I'm not gonna blow smoke up your ass. I'm not gonna tell you what you wanna hear. Um, I'm just gonna tell you how it is. You, on the other hand, you're not gonna blow smoke up my ass. You're not gonna pretend to be offended. You're not gonna lie to yourself and lie to others. For one hour, one hour, that's all I'm saying, for one hour, you're just gonna be like real. Like, look, no one's gonna know. I'm not gonna tell anybody. You know what I'm saying? You know? You can say it in the chat if you want to, but no one's gonna really know. But we're gonna be honest about everything. Everything I cover tonight, we're gonna be 100% honest. I'm gonna be honest. You're gonna be honest. It's gonna be an honest dialogue, okay? Let's do that, let's do that. Let's, let's set a precedent. You don't realize how rare this is actually, do you, Johnson? Mostly everything, I'm telling you something, 99% of every, 100% of everything you watch on TV, bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. I mean, unless we're going for the standards, if we're going for the standards I'm just setting for this show, then it's, there's no comparison. They got writers, they got executive producers, they got assistant producers, they got finance people, they got they got a whole chairman of people looking over their content. They have the SEC, they have big money interest. Come on, man. This is as real as it gets. And if you and I can't keep it real with one another, then what are we doing this for? What are we doing this for? So, let's make a deal tonight we are going to be honest and shame the devil. That's right. We're going to tell the truth and shame the devil. Who's with me? You with me? All right. All right. Now, now look. Look. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going I'm to hold you to it. I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to take you for your word. And if you can't keep your word, you're not a man or a woman. You're a scumbag. Ah, if you can't keep your word, you are a scumbag. Same thing goes for me. It is what it is. Speaking of that, um, let's start. I, I want to update people to a couple of things, right? Because this is crazy. Okay. Let's start off with the thing that caused a little bit of grief amongst some of my people, Johnson. Oh, shout out to my moderators. I'm sorry. Shout out to my moderators. Thank you, Johnsons. What's up, people? What's up? How y'all doing? I appreciate y'all. I'm going to shout you out. I'm going to shout you out. But first, I got to get to this. Look, look. Share this, on your, share this now, please. Please share this out. God, I didn't even put it on Twitter. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I used to have Paul on Twitter land, but I got too black for him. If I had a lot of text, I would be able to press my button right now. And I know I'm safe because it's the truth. I got two black phones. See, all those people that follow me on Twitter, most of them, like 90% of them, 
They just liked me when I was saying shit that they wanted me to say. They didn't really, they didn't really care about me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a person. I'm just a tool to say whatever they want me to say. Me as a person didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? All right. So I'm not going to share it on Twitter right now because, what, two people going to come over? <laughs> What's a good deal, okay? Maybe later, but not now. Hey, I took my honesty pill. There's all honesty here. No BS, no time for fluff. You not believing me, that's on you. We could talk about why you don't believe what I say is the truth for me some other time. But I know what happened. I know what happened. Okay, so here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. Last week, I reported on BLM. I reported on Black Lives Matter, the foundation. First things first. When I talked about Black Lives Matter Foundation, the global foundation, I was not talking about every single person who supports Black Lives, Black Lives Matter out in the streets. When talk those separate things, okay? One is a corporate entity or a nonprofit organization with certain figureheads, certain people in place. The other are people that use the hashtag or belong to local chapters of an organization they thought were doing very good work. They didn't make a lot of money. They didn't become famous. They cared about what they were doing. Okay? So, I'm going to differentiate. I should not have to say that. You should already know. I'm not talking about every individual outside in the streets, people that are protesting issues of people being killed by police. But, okay, I waste my time saying it again because some people need the clarity. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. I have brought up my concerns about Black Lives Matter many times. Many times I brought up my concerns about Black Lives Matter. I remember back in 2017 going on a show on The Blaze debating Tommy Lauren. Defending Black Lives Matter. See, if you're brand new to me and you don't know that I supported Black Lives Matter in the past because I believed in concept what it was doing. In theory, I believe what it did. That doesn't mean I stood up or backed every decision made by the corporate or the, or the, or the organizational entity. No. So there are people who have no idea that the poster child for shitting on black people issues Tommy Lauren, maybe second only to Candace Owens at this point. Um, that's the person I debated and basically dismantled. Okay, so you don't know that. It's fine. Rookie mistake. Just assuming because I have a problem with the global foundation that I never supported Black Lives Matter. That's the second thing. Third thing is this. It took, I took my time before I decided to uh, criticize Black Lives Matter, the foundation, because I wanted to make sure I would feel right about it and that I would be able to do so from a place of comfort. You know, because when I say something, it impacts all my people that listen. I have a family as well. I have people that look up to me. I got people that respect me. 
And when I make a decision to criticize something, I want to make sure that I'm doing it for the right reasons. I don't want to do it because everyone else is doing it. I want to do it because I feel it's the right thing to do. And I hate getting things wrong because when I get things wrong, unlike your corporate media, I have to apologize for it. I have to come out in front of you and tell the truth because unlike them, I won't just keep lying to myself and lying to the audience or pretending it never happened. That's not how we operate on this show. So when I decided to criticize Black Lives Matter, the foundation, publicly, yeah, I did so after I did my due diligence. It doesn't mean you agree with me. You ain't got to agree with nothing I ever say. But my motives are my motives. So I say all this to say this. If you are so... If you are so motivated to, de motivated to defend Black Lives Matter, the foundation, at least do something from a position of fairness. Fairness, man. If Black Lives Matter, the foundation, was run by white people who just so happened to raise money, average donation $30, from all types of people, including black grandmas, single moms, single dads, working families. And then they took that money and did not put it into, did not give it to the victims of police violence. Did not help with the burials, the autopsies, the litigation support of those slain individuals who were killed by cops. Who did not take that money and reinvest all the money that they made back into organizations to combat police brutality, which is the reason what we think. When we think Black Lives Matter, what do you think? You think about police killing black people. So if there was a if so Black Lives Matter was run by a bunch of a couple of white women who who raised $90 million in 2020. We had $90 million at their disposal. And they did not help the families of Tamir Rice, John Crawford, Breonna Taylor, Walter Scott, George Floyd, Michael Brown, what, whoever, okay? Atadiana Jefferson. If those parents, India Kager, if those parents are saying, hey, we're not getting help from you, the actual parents of these families are coming out saying, hey, we didn't see a dime. Would you still be defending them? It's a very simple question. If, if the people that controlled the purse strings at Black Lives Matter were white men, who had $90 million reportedly at their disposal in 2020, and they did not give that money, help spread some of that money, a tenth of that money, a 20% of that money, 5% of that money, to victims getting autopsies. You realize, unless they're positive that it was a homicide, you have to pay for your own autopsy? See, I recently lost a family member, and since they don't think it was foul play, the only way we get an autopsy is if we can pay for it. So I'm intimately aware of how the process works. But Black Lives Matter has $90 million, had $90 million at their disposal, and they did not give money for families to help them with autopsies. 
of people who were slain by cops. Didn't help short bills. $90 million, Johnson. I'm not saying you had to go buy all of them a mansion, but you could have. But if a white man did that, would you be would you be defending it? Now, let's reverse it again. Let's reverse it again. Let's say it was a white woman who ran Black Lives Matter. And let's say they had $90 million in the 2020. And they raised money from all types of people, including black moms, single moms, black grandmas, black pop pops, working families, all people, Latino, Asian, Native American, all types of people. And let's say instead of that money finding its way back to causes that were directly related to police killings, the money went other places to other types of organizations that had nothing to do with police killings and black people, specifically. And what if I defended it? What would you say? What? Caught in a quandary? Trying to figure it out? What to say? What to think? See, I'm consistent. I got a feeling that if I was defending white men or white women or Latino men or Latino women or Asian men or Asian women who raise money due to black people being killed in the street by cops, you'd have a problem with it. You would have been canceling my ass. But instead, because it's a black woman, you are angry that I would criticize the way they conducted their business. Now, we criticize businesses all the time. I criticize Wells Fargo for not giving fucking loans to black families and for raising up rates. I criticize other lending institutions for redlining. I criticize institutions that lowball appraisals for black families on their, ho on their housing appraisals. You don't know that? That's your fault. Because I have over 5,000 videos on my channel. You could just key up. You could just type it up. You could scroll. But for some reason, I've been dealing with an onslaught of brain-dead people who don't want to look anything up and who want to defend a corporate structure, who want to defend... Bad acting, bad actors, or, f and look, even if you want to be terrible and say oopsies, mistakes, negligence, oversights, whatever you want to put it. But any of those oversights, that's on them. I didn't create the oversights. Now, if you want to deny the facts, if you want to deny that those organizations that they gave money to, or you want to suggest that maybe the data is incorrect and I'm looking at it the wrong way, that's one point. But if you're not going to dispute the numbers, if you're not going to dispute the $90 million, if you're not going to dispute the houses, if you're not going to dispute the organizations that they gave $30 million of the $90 million to, and that when I look at their website, I can see that the majority of those organizations have nothing to do with black people being killed by cops. Unless you can dispute that. I dismiss your mischaracterizations. I dismiss your complaints as petty and short-sighted and stupid. And another thing, Johnson. Don't 
Don't come to me with the stupid shit. Someone actually wrote to me. And I think they deleted their tweet. Their tweets. Dog, the, the women that run Black Lives Matter or who ran Black Lives Matter, the Global Foundation, they are not black girls. They are grown-ass women. And I, look, and I resent you depicting them as if some, some uh, prepubescent chill, children, little girls with pigtails in their hair who can't navigate life and they can't be criticized. I dispute, I, I, I got a strong problem with that. You're talking about grown-ass women, well above the age of majority, who are very powerful, a lot more powerful than me, a lot more rich than me, a lot more accomplished than me, a lot more successful in their careers than me, and have been rewarded thus, thusly. If anything, when I criticize Black Lives Matter, I'm punching up, baby. But since they are women and black, you defend it. That's, the, that's one of the major problems with our politics that needs to change. When people are fighting a good fight against powerful people, sometimes the people that we're fighting against are going to look like us. Get used to it. That's what we wanted, right? We wanted black people in powerful positions. But if black people get in powerful positions and we don't hold them accountable, we end up with, we end up with black people who are actually worse than white people because white people, at least we could call them out. So you're not helping us. You're not helping anybody. You're not helping justice at all. When you defend people just based on what their skin looks like and don't look at their actions. It goes the same way. When you criticize people only because of the way they look, that's shitty too. When you use, when race is the thing that motivates your criticism, but when race is the thing that motivates your support, it can be just as damaging, if not more damaging. So, we're going to keep it real on this show tonight. Cut the shit and cut the chat. All right, Johnson, let's get going. Shameful, Johnson. Shameful, shameful, shameful. All right, so I got an update for you regarding the Patrick Lyoya shooting crisis or case. And, and anybody who's not up to speed on this, this is a horrible story. I talked about it last week. It's about the young man, I think he's 26 years old, pulled over for a tag. Not the most egregious situation or infraction. Not the most serious of circumstances. A fucking tag. Not belonging to a stolen vehicle, a car used in a church bombing, or in a underground dog kennel sacrifice worshipping cult. Now, just, just allegedly a, a tag that didn't go on the vehicle. An incorrect tag on the back of a vehicle who was shot in the head by a Grand Rap in Grand Rapids, Michigan, in the back of the head. The footage, I hope you saw it by now. I never showed the footage on this show. I didn't feel it was necessary. It's everywhere else. I reserve the right not to show traumatic shit on the show all the time, okay?
right, here's the thing, guys. And, and this is where we are, okay? So they released the footage. Obviously, I just shared that with you. But the main footage is showing the actual bullet being fired or the shot being fired was captured by a passenger in the car who was filming the whole thing from the driver's seat of the vehicle. That's the reason why we had that footage. The officer, his name has not been released. So that's part of the contention. That's part of the update. There's been no name released of the officer who took the life of Patrick Loyola. His family's wondering, why can't we know who killed our son? Now, it varies from city to city, jurisdiction to jurisdiction, but some places, as is the case in Grand Rapids, unless there's an indictment released or handed down, they don't have to release the name of the, of the officer. Now, if it was a regular citizen, yeah, they release the name of the citizen. But since it's a law enforcement person, they get special treatment. See, when law enforcement kills someone, they want them to have anonymity until they can, they can say, oh, we have a case against them for certain. You and I would not get that consideration. Many a citizen's lives have been ruined over allegations. We all know this. Happens all the time. So that's the first thing about this I need to let you know. The other thing about this is the family members reportedly met with Governor Gretchen Whitten, Whitmer. And, 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 this, and this is... This is one of the things I don't... I, I find disgusting, right? No, I, I, I find disgusting because they publicize it like this. They say, well... Governor Gretchen Whitner met with the Loyola family and she cried with them. She cried with them. She shed a tear. Now, don't get me wrong. I probably would have cried with them too. But why do I get the sense that this is for the, public, the, the publication or the publicizing of this interaction between Governor Richard Whitmer and the, and the family of Patrick Loyola, why do I feel like it's for political purposes? Why does it feel dirty? Oh, I know why, because I'm not an idiot. That's why, and I know how it works. I'm not a, I know how the politics works, and I know how they try to run game, Johnson. Now, in the article that I read this publicizing Gretchen Whitner, the governor of Michigan, cried with the Patrick Loyola's family. They were very clear to stipulate, to stipulate, of course, Governor Whitmer does not take any sides in the case. There has been no charges until there is. She's unbiased. So, what are you crying for? I mean, okay, I guess we could... I guess we could argue it's because the loss of life. Okay. It just seems they don't want to step out on a limb. I get that, right? They don't want to step out on a limb. It just, it just rubs me the wrong way. That's all, Johnson. That is all it is. It rubs me the wrong way. Um, an autopsy is underway. So we'll see about that and what that determines. 
But you know what? I don't want to, I'm not as concerned about the autopsy of the deceased as I'm concerned about the autopsy or the blood levels of the officer. See, in my book, we should be looking closely at the person who shot the citizen. At least just as closely at the citizen and at the officer. Why is it just the citizen who was under a microscope? Why never the officer under a microscope? If they find trace amounts of marijuana in Leolia's bloodstream, which I don't even want to really put that out there, but I, want, I have to say it, it'll become the biggest thing. Oh my God, he smoked weed at some point. Or oh, he was around people that smoke weed. But this officer, who knows what this officer's been engaged in? So they never release the information of the officer to the extent that's released of the individual who is deceased. And if you think that makes sense to you, if that sounds like it's fair to you, I don't know what planets you come from. I don't know what your idea of fairness is. Get what I'm saying? Because if you break in my house, and if anybody breaks in your house, I'm more concerned about the person who broke in your house than I'm concerned about you. You're in your house minding your damn business. The perpetrator, the one executing the act, the one doing the act is the person I'm most concerned with. And we don't get that when it comes to officers. Hence, used to be Black Lives Matter. So anyway, let's keep it going. I'm waiting to find out more. And as we get more information on this case, of course, I'll be updating you because I'm just as interested in you. It's finding out what happened. Now, some people have brought up the point. They said, Tim, there's been more talk about this than it was about, well, there was more talk about Will Smith than it was about this. There was more talk about Chris Rock and Will Smith at the Oscars than there is about Patrick Laiolia. That is a damn shame. And to that I say, what do you expect? We live off entertainment in America. See, people are using it to say there's something, you know, like, like we shouldn't have paid attention to Will Smith and Chris Rock. Johnson, an altercation between two stars. I can't remember the last time it happened. I'm sure it got a lot of publicity. I'm sorry to report to you that a black person being killed by cops for some reason, is that always the most publicized issue in America? Do you realize how often it happens? I'm not saying it's right. What I'm saying is you're comparing apples to lemons. They're in the same family. They're both fruit. But come on, let's keep it real. And like I said at the beginning of the show, we're going to keep it a little bit real, okay? America's the entertainment capital. That's what we export, entertainment. Our death is entertainment. Everything about America's entertainment. Our politics, our deaths, our lives, everything. And then we have the entertainment industry to boot, okay? Okay. It's all for sale, Johnson. It's all for sale. Oh, here goes some more news for you. This is kind of weird. 
They lifted the mask mandates on planes. I, I, I guess I left that one on the printer. Okay. Hell, I know enough about it. They lifted the mask mandates on the on the uh, on the airlines for some strange reason. So they're lifting the mask mandates on airlines, but Philadelphia just reinstituted their mask mandates overall. DJ K Slade just died from complications of COVID nineteen. People are still daily passing away from this. Talk about a mixed signal, Johnson. Some people say, Tim, this vindicates us. See, we told you these men so mean shit. None of it matters. I'm not going to have that argument with you. I don't want my channel shut down. They warned me the first time. So you don't understand how censorship works. You can't even have this conversation. Little old Tim Black can't have this conversation. They can talk about it on MSNBC or Fox, but you can't talk about it on YouTube if you mean. Maybe some others can. I can't. Wish I had more to tell you on it. All I can say is the hypocrisy is real, Johnson. We know nothing. We control nothing. Just seems not to make a whole lot of sense, right? Oh, I got a couple clips. I don't usually do clips on this show, but this is a this is kind of rich. So I got to do clips on this. Okay, so uh, let's go to this one. So this was retweeted or tweeted out by, yeah, retweeted by Ilhan Omar. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar tweeted this out about something that took place on an airplane. I think it was Easter Sunday. Check it out. Did that move? No, it didn't. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, did you notice my man in front? Did you look at his facial expression? He looked like he wanted to just grab the guy with the, with the guitar and just throw his ass through the window. His, his face just said, I want to grab this guy and throw his ass through that window. But his mind was, you know, his mind, his mind was working, was contemplating. Okay, if I do that, the cabin pressure is going to depressurize and everybody will be sucked out of the plane. I looked as, then as I looked further into his eyes, it was like his eyes were saying, maybe that's the chance we should take. Maybe it's worth it. Is it worth it? He glances at his wife. Says, ah, nah. We got the kids coming over. <laughs> we got the kids coming over. <laughs> I wouldn't kill us all just to get away from this singing. 
but we got the kids coming over for dinner. I don't want to disappoint the grandkids. Okay, so, so guys, oh, the light went out. <laughs> the hell's going on? It's getting freaky for a second. All right, so here's the thing, guys. Uh, Ilhan Omar sent out a tweet. She said, oh, my goodness, I wonder if I was singing religious songs on the plane, would the ending be the same? Would the ending be the same if it was Ilhan Omar? Now we know Ilhan Omar is, a, is openly a Muslim. She's a Muslim. And I'm assuming that's the type of song she would sing, Muslim songs. And to her, and to her question, I know it's rhetorical, but I'm going to answer your question. Hell no, it wouldn't be the same, Ilhan Omar. We're all bigoted to a certain extent. Plus, 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 plus. You know, I don't like those people singing. Now, would I have said something? I would have looked at them just like my man. My man was stone-faced. One potato, two potato, three potato, four potato. Um... So no, Ilhan Omar, it would not have been okay. Somebody would have stood up. What the hell's going on here, Ilhan? Going on out in a in a Kulima Karana? What in the <laughs> haberdasheries and hemoglobin is going on here? Somebody tell me, brothers and sisters, will somebody tell me what in the Mustafa Lion King? <laughs> Lion King Couscous Jihad is going on here. Um, so no, America is much, much racist, and you're absolutely right, Ilhan, that it's biased as hell, and it is what it is, and people get scared, and people are afraid. And, and look, and look, I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. I would be concerned if you stood up, I, I, I would be concerned. Me, I would be concerned. See, I don't. See, I'm not going to lie to you. See, a lot of the, a lot of these fake ass lefties and progressives and peace people want to lie. See, there are things we have in common. One is that we're all fallible, we're all human, and we all have our biases. We do. It's just me being a black guy ain't much I could do with them except have them. You know what I'm saying? What I'm gonna do? Stop you from getting a bank loan? Yeah, big shit. Like, you know, let's see if that'll happen. You know what I'm saying? What am I going to do? Make sure you don't, you know, treat you un un incorrectly on the operating table and not listen to you when you say you're sick? See, we don't have the type of power to use our biases to hurt groups of people in America. We don't. Now, we could call you names on Twitter, but even now, they want to get rid of that. Isn't that right, Jason Whitlock? You pond scum, lame... Kiss ass, fake conservative knucklehead, knuckle dragon bastard. Oh, we need to we need to get rid of black Twitter. We need to get rid of white Facebook and white Instagram and white TikTok. You dumbass. Black Twitter is this big. <laughs> it's this big. But what a bunch of kiss ass. What a bunch of assholes. Just because they dragged Jason Woodlock on a daily basis, does that mean they need to go away? Maybe you should leave, Jason. Maybe you should go. 
can't take the heat, get the hell out of the kitchen. Like you're the only person that's ever been dragged on the internet. Happens, Johnson, walk it off. That's why a lot of these conservatives are, are praying for a lot of Musk. They think he's going to come in, and instead of making it an even playing field or more even, they want him to go after the lefties, to go after tw black Twitter or whatever the shit. Back to my point. Yes, I'm admitting. I'm admitting. Unlike some of these dishonest liars who, who you never know where they really stand. But see, I took the oath like we did at the top of the show. I took the oath. I'm, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. If somebody stood up on the plane and started singing some religious shit and this sounded, I, I don't want to hear this shit. This Sunday morning fake gospel hours with boil. Boasting. I don't want to hear this shit. But if Muhammad stood up and started singing, I'd be concerned too. I'd be, the, I'd be scared for a different reason. One is because this this is off-key and annoying, and this because this is off-key and this is scary. Okay? And that's because I've been, I've been uh, programmed to feel that way. I live in America, and I've been programmed to feel that way. At least I admit it. And I'll admit my ignorance, and I'll admit my, my, my bias. That's supposed to make me a better person. That's shunned. I'm not Bill Maher, though. You know, Bill Maher, this guy's nutty. He's just... <laughs> um, I wouldn't want you kicked off the planet. I just want you to stop, sit down, and, and, and check your luggage. All right, Next. Oh, I know, I can't say this. None of this can be said. See, the people that say, oh, you shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't. Well, if a brother stood up, start yelling. If a black man stood up in the middle of the plane, start rapping some drill rap lyrics about killing everybody, what would you think? Huh? Would you be worried, mother, would you? Huh? Would you be worried? See, when we start switching things, we can't admit that we're afraid of one another at certain points. We, you, you can't admit that. You can't, you can't admit that. Huh? You can't admit that a that, that, uh, uh, young brother sits, sits, he stands up in the middle of the plane, you're at 30,000 feet, whatever it is, and some black kid with, with uh, locks in his hair, pants hanging off his ass, you can see his butt crack. He's smoking weed. Doing the drill rap thing, shooting his hands at you. I shoot the, I smoke yeah. I actually put a put a hole in your forehead to everybody more dead, bro. Or doing some mumble rap about killing everybody on the plane. You, I'm sure you'd just be like, yes, <laughs> this is great. Yeah, this is this is cool. This is such. I love this soul of this. No, you would be worried, but you can't say it because you're full of shit. See. No one's above being afraid, and no one's above bias. That's how it works. We can't admit that these biases exist. How will we ever conquer them? Huh? Hey, look, hey, look, I don't think every person, Muslim or not, wants to be uh, on a plane and experience that either. And I don't think every black person wants to be on a plane and experience drill rap. And I don't think every white person, as evidenced in this video, in this video, Johnson, all shucks.
My man right here is not happy, and the, the guy singing is white, and he is not into that shit. So it's not just race, it's... It's horrible timing and bad singing skills. Now, if you stood up and sang some good shit, some Mahalia Jackson, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know. All right. All right. So, okay. Uh, put in a conversation what you think, you know, because we were. <laughs> <laughs> Where people, I'm just saying, we gotta learn to keep it real, John. That's all I'm saying. It's a lot of people who are just so busy defending. I want to be a bridge. I want, I want there to be people that are full of bullshit, and then people that keep it real. And I want to take all the people that are full of bullshit and move them to the keep it real section of the world because that's what America needs. America needs more of us keeping it real and being honest about shit. That's what we need. All right. Um, okay, I got one more thing. Well, I got two things. Now, damn, I'm missing my picture. I have to find this picture. But I'll be able to find it. That's okay. We'll save that one for last. So this clip, and I saw it come out last week. But I want to get to it. I missed it, but I'm going to talk about it. I think it's hilarious. Morning Joe. How do people watch Morning Joe? Thank you. Not a lot of people. Good. Very good. Very good. How many people have ever watched Morning Joe? Okay. Okay. Here goes the clip about Morning Joe talking about Elon Musk and his powerful move to take over Twitter. This is hilarious, Johnson. Who were Trump voters? and are still Trump supporters, they go, yeah, you guys are going crazy. He's doing, what are you so surprised about? He's doing exactly what he said he's going to do. Well, and I think that the dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts, and it could be that while unemployment and uh, the, the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that is, the, that is our you, job. Yeah, if you look at the issues, uh, Yamish is right. He's doing exactly what he said. It's... Right. It's... <laughs> yeah, uh, she said it all, didn't she? She said a mouthful, Johnson. She said, uh, Elon Musk wants to control what people think. And that's not his job. That's our job, Johnson. When they say the quiet part out loud, out loud. When they say the quiet part out loud, look what happens. Isn't that something? She said it. She wasn't supposed to do that. They're like, oh my God, Rico, what are you doing? You're telling on us. Joe's trying to talk fast. Word salad time. Word salad time. What's going on here? Let's do this. There we go. That's a bit better. Word salad in the house. Trying to cover that ass. Look, man, that's, that's the thing about our media, Johnson. There it is. It's right there on the platter for you. Their job is to control what you think. 
My job is not control what you think. My job is to give you something to think about. That's the difference, Johnson. That's what we try to do here. There you go. My job is to give you something to think about, occasionally give you something to laugh at, because I love that shit. That's who I am. It's who I've always been my entire life. But it's not to control what you think. It's not to bombard you with a bunch of narratives and control with you how you look at life. I want to open your mind, open your brain up to some other ways of looking at things. And then I learn from you, you learn from me. I learn from all. Like, come on now. That's the beauty of what we do here. But see, that's not the beauty of what they do with corporate media. Tell live vision. Tell your mind lies. Your vision connected to your brain, Johnson. Tell you lies. Control your mind. Grab your brain. Grab your brain and do stuff to it. Horrific, Johnson. Horrific. So, so I thought it was hilarious and also very scary. And people need to accept that's what the deal is. These are the quiet parts out loud. You heard them. You can't unhear what you heard. It is what it is. Oh, that's not what you meant. It kind of is. No, it's our job to give you the truth. It's not, it's not that we're lying to you. We want to give you the truth to control what you think. <sighs> See, all our media has a corporate bend to it. That's what it has. And as long as it's a corporate structure tied to corporate media, hence why you call it corporate media, it'll never be totally trustworthy. How could it be? There's always a profit motive assigned to it. And then if you also include the amount of infiltration by political parties, oh, God, it was up in a hornet nest of all types of conflicting narratives, conflicting interests. This is a problem, Johnson, a serious problem. So I want to thank Mika Brzezinski for... Keep it at 100. I don't think she meant to. I think she realized she screwed up. When keeping it real goes wrong, I think she realized that. But it was too late, Johnson. She knew nowhere to go. Should we backtrack or keep going and hoping people don't notice it? And unfortunately, people noticed it. And Joe could not save it. It is what it is. My last thing is hilarious as well. Moving for a people's party. So many, people's, so many people have said, Tim Black, both parties suck. They're horrible. They're disgusting. To that I say, true. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know, Johnson. Of course, I, you got me there. You had me a hello. So what are you, so what are you saying? It's about Tim, we need a third party. Okay. I got you. They say, well, what about these other parties? What about the People's Party? I say, what? Do you know anything about this People's Party? Here's the problem, Johnson. You're operating within the same system. So unless you have a lot of courage, and unless you are truly committed to throwing off the shackles of our stupid politics as it exists, and actually storming through, as difficult as it may be, as hard as it may be to get an audience, to amass followers, to amass a movement, 
unless you are 100% committed to that, you're going to end up with the same shit. A political party, like any other organization, is only as good as its charter, only as good as its mission statement, only as good as what it says it stands for. That's what denotes an entity for the people and an entity for the corporations. An entity about justice, an entity about bigotry, status quo, keeping shit as it is. Status quo is always easier than changing the game. I'm trying to change the game. I'm up here saying both parties suck, Johnson. I criticize conservatives. I criticize progressives. I criticize Republicans. I criticize Democrats. Sometimes I criticize black and white. When it's necessary. Because the quest is truth. Latinos catch hell too. Asians, you got some. You get it. You can get it too. Native Americans, you get a pass. Except for the slavery part. You had a lot of black slaves. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> hey, man. It's a lot of shit to spread around, John. So it's, a lot, it's a lot of truth to go around. So we all get so this room. What I'm saying is, I try to be an equal opportunity criticizer. And also sympathizer. Ah, ah. There it is. So here's the point, Johnson. Movement for a people's party is white people's party, and they suck ass. And they're horrible, and it's not just me trying to defame them. It's not just me being hard on them because I don't like Nick Banana. I don't like Nick Banana, brother. But it's also because they're so horrible when it comes to how they look at racial issues. They are pandering to the right wing. And they're not educating people. Either that or they're very stupid. Here goes an image that was put out by them that I had to comment on. Let's see if we can find it real quick, Josh. Uh, yes, here goes the image. Okay. And there it is. It says, at least I have my cis, my white cis male privilege. Now, this is put out by the good friends over at my people, uh, the People's Party. I call them the white people's party because those are the only people that should belong to this if they have any sense. Like, this is, and, and I don't mean good white people. I mean, asshole white people will belong to this. Because they are full of shit. Okay, so now, here goes the tweet. Let, let's get the tweet with their comments as well. I'm sorry. Because that's that's the picture, but this is the other part of it I wanted to include. So let's add this for even more context for my good friends at the People's Party. Or the White People's Party. There we go. Here goes their full tweet. Okay, so here it is. And as you can clearly see, it's posted by the People's Party. And, uh, yeah. Where identity gets, where identity gets you when class is ignored. At least I have my white sis male privilege. Okay, so here's the thing, guys. (laughs) 
when people talk about racism, racism, when they talk about class, they talk about poverty, they talk about discrimination. I, I get so upset because people don't frame this correctly and it, it leads to a lot of problems. People talk about white privilege, okay, and, and they don't explain it correctly. Here it is, guys, and I want you to know exactly how I feel. I don't speak for everyone. This is my interpretation. This is what I want, what I try to convey. This is what I mean when I talk about white privilege. Being white and being privileged in America does not mean your ass won't end up on that bench. It doesn't mean that. Johnson, you can end up on that bench. Yes, you can. Statistically, you're, I'm more likely to end up on that bench than you. Currently, we're 13% of the population. Some say 14. We're about 50% of the homeless population. And in some areas, as much as 75%. So, for some reason, though, we're 14% of the population. White people are 60-something percent of the population. We're still overrepresented. Three to four, three to five times more likely to be homeless than you. But that's still not my point. White privilege does that mean that you won't end up on a bench. You could. Here's the thing. White privilege is, if you do end up on that bench, it won't be because you're white. It won't be because for four generations, your people weren't allowed to put away money. It won't be because you were redlined out of being able to purchase a home that would have afforded you the ability to build wealth. It won't be because you are four, four to five times more likely to be locked up for weed than white people who do weed or smoke weed just as often as you do. It won't be because you get more, because you get more jail time like black people do. It won't be because the conviction rate's much higher for black people or we get longer, stiffer sentences or that we get sent to the office for the same infractions a lot more often than white kids when we're children. And then suspended. And on the prison to jail, the school to prison pipeline. Or that you live in areas that have, that we live in areas that have worse water than you do. Get what I'm saying? So when we talk about white privilege, people don't talk about, they don't frame it correctly. It doesn't mean you're going to have an easy life. It doesn't mean you won't have hardships and problems. The only way to be sure you won't have hardships and problems is to die. Those are the only people that are truly rid of hardships. Okay? So it is this show. We keep it real on this show. Johnson, just because you're white, I have white friends who have, hard who, had hard, who have gone through hard-ass times, who are going through hard times. I have white friends white members of my Tim Black Wolfpack who have cancer diagnosis, heart attack diagnosis, loss of loved one. My mailbox is full, okay? My heart is full. I know these people. They've known me for a decade, some of them. Some of them know me five years. Some of them know me six months. But these are people that I know who have told me their problems, have told me and shared with me privately what they're going through. So I'm not a damn fool to sit up here and suggest that because you're white, that means you don't have problems. And no one's making that argument. But just like everything else, there's a poison pill in every movement. They do this shit on purpose. It's been misconstrued to lie, to piss off people. 
instead of tell the truth. To further divide us instead of inform us. White privilege is just not having to worry about that one thing. Being black. It's the thing Chris Rock said back 20 years ago. When he said where he lives, he lives by Beyonce and P. Diddy or Jay-Z or Mary J. Blige. Next door to him, though, is a white dentist who doesn't do any concerts. He's just a white guy. And that's America. That's the issue. When you are black in America, it feels like you got to work twice as hard, sometimes five, ten times as hard. It's still, it's still because we have bigots, gatekeepers, and we have black sellout gatekeepers working for the bigot gatekeepers want to make sure they do a good job, boys. Keep these dumb blacks out. But keep me, though. Get out of here. We got a lot of problems in this country, okay? We got a lot of problems in this country. One less problem that we, one less problem you have if you watch this show, one less problem is you will not have the problem of someone lying to you for clicks. I'm too old, I'm too tired, and I ain't built like that. We're going to tell the truth, we're going to shame the devil, we're going to keep it real. And if you, if you don't watch out, you may learn a thing or two. Hopefully we can laugh a couple times too along the way because we all learn it. It's a learning process for everyone, including myself. When I look at it, when I look into an issue, I have to I have to research it, which causes me to learn about it before I talk to you about it. So that's it. Moving for a people's party is a white people's party, but it's a horrible party that does not help white people either because it keeps white people dumb. Class, yeah, that's important. But you know what? People don't always know what class you are. I work with white guys who dress like shit, and I dress nice with a shirt and tie, and they got treated better because they just assume it's just white guy just roughing it. Because <laughs> white guys can dress any kind of way. I had to dress up to be treated almost as good. And we all know this, man. So, and we don't face realities of what we're dealing with in this country, in this world, in this life. We never get ahead. We never, we never, we never, we'll never succeed in abolishing all the bullshit. It doesn't mean it's your fault. It doesn't mean it's my fault. We're born into this system, Johnson. This system was this way before we were born. And it looks like it may be this way before we, after we leave. But maybe we can move it forward just a little bit so my kids and my kids' kids don't have to deal with so much of the bullshit. That's my job. That's why I do it. It ain't a lot of money in it. I will never be rich from doing it, okay? But hey, with your help, maybe I can live indoors. So go to Tim Black, jointimblack.com. Go to jointimblack.com. Become a member of the show. Remember, cut the check. Hey. Yeah, man, I think it's, I can understand why, see, here's the thing, guys. I can understand why people would be upset. If you framed it that being white meant that life is going to be easy and that, you know, that would be very offensive to a person who grew up uh, eating powdered milk. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? 
and, and whose father punched them in the face just because they woke up and didn't feel good. Like, that would piss them, I would piss me off too. But see, anyone who's telling you that's, that's the story, oh, that's what we, that's, anyone saying that is an asshole. That's my point. Because that's not, anybody can have a hard life. Okay? Anybody. That's all I got, Johnson. Uh, let's go to the comment section. What we got? We got the people in the comment section? We make any sense tonight? Did it, did it, did it, uh, we do okay? Context matters. My word is my body. That's all I got. 100. That's it, Johnson. That is all. Nancy Drew became a member. Nancy Drew, what's up, sis? Welcome back to the Timberlake Wolfpack. All right, that's it. I got love for you. Stay strong. I'll see you on the next one tomorrow. We open up phone lines. Be here tomorrow, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Tim Black Show is live. Phone lines will open. People will call in. They will talk that shit. They will tell us how they feel and get it off their chest. It's a beautiful thing, Johnson. Be a part of it. Remember, go to Join Tim Black. Become a member of this show starting on only $5 a month and get a link to everything we put out. And believe me, we put out at least 20 shows a month. That's pretty good. That's that's damn good. Wolfpack.